You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm-hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. Can I just say this film is absolutely peanut butter and jam packed? What a great film, right? Bullet Train. Can I tell you something? The ending is the bit. If, if, if you're not going to watch <laughs> any part of the film, watch it like maybe 10 minutes at the beginning. Just, no, just no, to get no, no. Don't be Wait, that person. Sashi, this Why is my idea. Why are you idea. not watching the whole I'm film? Talking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong? Why are we out here only watching the beginning and the end? You know, there's some people who read books like that. They first read the end. I don't understand those people. I'm, I'm a major like anti-spoiler alert person. Don't tell me the movie. Otherwise, I won't watch it because now you told me about it. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, I thoroughly loved the end of the film. That's a good thing, though. Yeah. Because sometimes movies like start off strong mm. and then like the ending happens and you're just like, okay, ready? So we're talking about the bullet train. Brad Pitt, who else? David was Brad's uh, stunt double in Fight Club. That's where they actually met. And then he went on to do more stunt work with him for fight so he did fight club first then he did um oceans 11 mr and mrs smith deadpool 2 so literally like he's he's worked with him but what's nice about this is so he was working with brad almost like helping brad build a character and now this time around as a director because he's actually so he's no longer just a stunt double he's actually gone on to build up quite a good directing career He's directed movies like Deadpool 2. He directed the John Wick films. He directed Atomic Blonde with Charlize and a couple of films like that. So he is quite like an, he's an action junkie, but he's gone on to be a successful director. And then he still didn't think Brad would join the project. He actually said in an interview, he didn't think that when... For, for Bullet Train. For Bullet Train, really? yeah. He wasn't sure. Because I think his producer, who I think he's married to, the, so the producer as well, his wife, I think they were like, get Brad, Brad to do it. And he was like, Brad's not going to do it, but okay, fine, I'll ask him. And then he asked him and Brad was like, all for the script. All of the actors said the script was amazing. And then they went on to, to make the project together. Yeah, because if, if you see um, David and Brad in an interview together... There's a like almost like a brother connection. Mm. I don't know if you picked that up. I just noticed how, how they were just like so chilled and so. Because oftentimes when actors, unless they're like Leonardo DiCaprio, when they're with Brad in an interview, you can see they're with Brad Pitt in mm. an interview. If you understand what I'm saying. Whereas like David's, he's just like yeah, no, no, me and Brad work together, work together in since fact, like. The the way that they were talking about the film, it was almost as if it was their project. Yeah. That's how I felt. They were like, oh, no, we did it. We read the script, you know, so. Work together. And the cool <laughs> thing is Brad Pitt did like 95% of his stunts this time around. Yeah, so yeah. it's really cool how, because he was even joking. Um, so David said to Brad, but you've done all these fights. And then Brad was like, no, you've done all these <laughs> fights for me. And I've just sat there drinking coffee and going, thanks, David. <laughs> but like this time around, he actually did like 95% of his own stunts. So he's even like built up mm. his stunt career. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Personally, this film gave me Guy Ritchie vibes, honestly. It, like, just the way You're the right. story was told. You're right. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
the people I went, so I watched it in cinemas and the people I watched it in cinemas with had mixed emotions because it is, it's not like, I don't know how to explain it. The whole movie is an action film that takes place on a train. Literally, that's the whole, the whole two hours and it's a two hour film is, is they get on a train and they fight <laughs> from start to finish. <laughs> That's like the entire film in a nutshell. I enjoyed also the 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 depth to the film because mm. there was a bit of depth. Uh, when it starts off, there's sort of just this like um, you know, like wait, why are they here? Wait, but then if he's there, but then wait, who? Like, like there's almost like a, something doesn't make sense here. Hang on, and then I, I don't know if you also found this, but I, I started to try and think and connect connect pieces Characters, together yeah. i'm like wait but if they but then why are they also after the suit and then they yeah they're delivering the suit and like but now who's she and why did he wait was she meant to kill the, the, there's that thing and then at the end it's just like and you're, you're like, like yeah. wow yeah it's very satisfying yeah so, so on this project sandra bullock does a cam she actually has quite a big cameo mm. for mostly yeah. her voice surprisingly yeah. and yeah. then at the end she obviously shows up and then there's other cameos I feel like we're spoiling, right? Because the movie came out a long time ago already. We told them last week we were going to yeah, watch this Yeah, exactly. Film. So there's a Channing Tatum cameo. And that is actually why. So Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum worked on The Lost City together. And then because of Bullet Train and, and how much they enjoyed working with Brad Pitt, they then asked Brad Pitt to join them on The Lost City. There is a cameo by Ryan Reynolds, which was such a yeah. good cameo. That is like mm. the perfect definition of a cameo. Mm. Like he shows up for one, did he even say anything? No, I don't remember him saying he anything. He just showed up. And then like there was a, and Brad mm. Pitt's had a similar All he does cameo. Is he takes the helmet off. Yes, but Brad Pitt had a, a similar cameo in Deadpool 2. Literally he's in like two seconds of the film. Like that is it. So like this was Ryan Reynolds doing Brad the favor of like showing up. But like- I wonder how many times he rehearsed that. Cause like literally the helmet comes off and his face is like doing this and then and then it cuts off but what was funny was they referred to his character beforehand yeah. oh, so yes, yes, you yes, like yes. you you didn't know who he was and then suddenly it's like oh that's ryan reynolds ha -ha. I'm like, oh. but i personally enjoyed mm. this film more than the lost city for me bullet train is way better than yeah. the lost city like definitely a hundred times better than the lost city definitely storyline was brilliant mm. acting was on another level mm. everything and the crazy thing is so this whole film is set in japan but they filmed the whole film in la during the lockdown the COVID lockdown so they literally could they could not go to japan so they had to mm. bring japan to la mm. and they had the, the whole thing was in a, in a sound stage which is insane i was just like how the hell did they do that they built um a train like carriage and then they would swap it out so they kept they would keep redoing the set dressing to mm. do the difference or whether they were in like the bar carriage or whether they were in that weird carriage that had that anime character that dangerous mm. anime character that punched bread and of course it's, as it goes throughout the film uh the the train gets quieter and quieter because mm. everybody starts getting off uh, at all the different stops stops and then um i love the way they did it i saw some like bts scenes where it was uh, like blue behind yes but then there's a majority i saw where they had like an lcd screen because i even saw in, in in one of the 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 shots the the behind the scenes um where the 
the moving background like stopped. <laughs> oh, did you? I saw it going like do 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 do, because I, I I think they ended the take. They're yeah. like, all right, cut, and then they're laughing, and I saw it go do do do, and then like stop, and I'm like, oh, there you go. So um, I'm sure the CG guy celebrated. He's like, yes, we don't have to do all of that stuff. There's there. actually an interesting story. So obviously, um, that style of filming. The, I think the first time it was really used was when filming The Mandalorian, which is a, a Disney Plus um, series that's part of the whole Star Wars universe. And it was the first time that they really used the whole having the uh, LED screens yeah. on set with the background there, mm. like, yeah, which e- would make everything about LED backgrounds. Uh, is so much more authentic, yeah, uh, because of reflection, because of light Lighting, rays, yeah. because like like everything. Obviously, you've just got to be very uh, well planned as mm. to where you are. That's the difficult part, and I think mm. so. I was watching an interview where David was saying that before they started filming, he was working remotely with a camera crew in Japan at like two o'clock in the morning he was directing them via WhatsApp because obviously the time difference so they were filming in Japan they they were literally filming all of those shots from uh, the the train traveled from Tokyo to another Japanese city I can't remember the name now but they literally they filmed the whole journey so that's like authentic that's authentic footage that they got before they started filming and david himself i don't know how he was directing over whatsapp but he literally said he was directing them over whatsapp and it was obviously 2 a.m his side because remember it was lockdown so Mm. they couldn't go anywhere for me though like these actors like they did not experience lockdown the way the rest of the world experienced lockdown because like they were still able to work on location. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And like the whole the whole mask thing was just so stupid because apparently there was one scene where you know the elder who shows up at the end of the film, yeah. he in one of the takes forgot to take off his mask. So Brad apparently was like cracking up and he still said in the interview, he couldn't understand why Brad was laughing because it wasn't a funny scene. It was a serious scene. And then eventually someone was like mask and he was like, oh flip. But like the whole logic of we have to wear masks and then as soon as they say action, we take our masks off yeah. and now COVID will stop, you know, and now COVID will not attack us because COVID's like, wait guys, they're filming. You know, Just have some respect, you know. And then as soon as the director says cut, okay go like i think it's not uh, yeah i think they do it just for regulations because it's like okay we don't want to get our movie sued we don't want to get sued we don't want to get blamed we don't want to so let's just practice as far as we can laws and blah 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 so that we can you know and although uh, the story that i often hear with a lot of films and actors that were filming during the pandemic is how much how often they would hand sanitize Oh, really? So, like in the Marvel films, we heard a lot of our um, uh, who, who plays Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. How, how he has a lot of stories. Yes, that's right. Do, 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 do you remember where he was talking about uh, in the one scene? So, between a cut, <laughs> he got some hand sanitizer, and then I think he had a sword or something, but it was so sticky. And during the acting, he's like, what the heck? And he's still <laughs> rubbing there. And then I think there was a sword or something he had to handle. And it, it just... It, like, there was it, no grip? Yeah, it was, it was really just so, so awkward. So I know that uh, between hand sanitizing and yeah, masking and all of that stuff. But, but true, it's not like, like you allow a movie to happen. But there is, you know, really, these guys literally got to film. You know, the show must go on. You, you can't stop making films, so... There was a director cameo. So I don't know if you remember in the 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 scene where they count the amount of victims that died 
in that shootout. They still argued about it. Like, no, it was 16. No, it was 17. Oh, no, yes, and then yes, they still yes. counted it. That's right. So the director's cameo, David, was the innocent victim number 17 who gets blown up by the car. Right at the that end. That was David. Oh, cameo. Okay. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I loved the humor in this film. This was a very improvised film. So David, you get directors who are very... So like Quinton, for example, he's very adamant about keeping to the scripts because he's worked on the script for six years. So he's like, no, do not say anything else than what is in the scripts. Whereas David is, I think, maybe also because he's, his roots are from being a stunt double, he's more like he'll improvise quite a bit. Mm. And he even told, so that the two guys that played Lemon and um, Tangerine, he said to them, like, in fact, most of their dialogue, they said, was not on script. And a lot of their dialogue scenes went on double the, atti- double the amount of time that was written in the script because of how much they, they added improved. and improvised in, mm. the, in the scene. And I know even the scene where Brad is, is working with the... The digitalized toilet. What was it? The smart toilet. That apparently was not in the script. Day, uh, Brad phoned David a day before they shot that scene and was like, we need a smart toilet. And we was like, what? It's like, we need a smart toilet for that scene. And then apparently like the 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 set design team and production designer and them quickly... Put together a smart toilet. Yeah. And they obviously had to rig it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, Brad said the rigging was like insane. But one of the things I respect most about this film is I honestly thought it was shot in Japan. Can we just have a moment of silence for the person who like had to get the pump and organize all, you know, because, you know, with the squirts of the water. Yeah. Like think about somebody who, who, who had to sit down and actually say, okay, what kind of pump is going to be strong enough? To, and then how much piping do we need? And you only have a day. Exactly. Like we need this tomorrow. We, what? Where are you going? I'm just running into the hardware <laughs> and getting up. Wait, we, we need to get two because what if the first, okay, wait, but what if they, okay, let's get three. You understand what I'm saying? Like these are things that we don't think about, but just. But you can see, wow. so in a way, this film, I, I, I enjoyed it. So I'm not saying this in a bad way, but in a way, this film was slightly chaotic. Mm. And I think the reason it was chaotic was because of how much improv went into it. So even the fight scenes, there were times the fight scenes were completely improv. And mm. David said they would, they would, they, they worked together while as a team and they would just go for it. But there was a couple of times the fight scenes um, were improv. There was a couple of times that a lot of actors punched Brad in the face by yeah. mistake and he apparently was just like no it's cool even um, Aaron who plays um, Lemon he played Lemon right yeah. or t- whichever one he, he apparently um, during one of the fights fell back and there was a sharp corner that wasn't padded and apparently it actually hacked away quite a bit of his hand yeah, not Lemon, so uh, much so was it the other guy I know his name the actor's name's Aaron some also fruit that tangerine wasn't it that's yeah that's the one. but he fainted that's that is how bad the injury he occurred was but i suppose if you have a stunt double as your director and then like, before being rushed off he was like can we do that again <laughs> like what what, what? <laughs> and then he got rushed off to hospital. <laughs> and he spent the night in hospital there yeah. to recover yeah yeah, yeah no. that's but I think that I think that's it was a fun project. You can when you watch like behind mm. the scenes footage and that you can see it was it was a really fun project to work yeah, on. Yeah, definitely a, a guy Richie vibe. Yes. I wonder if there's any influence there with with David uh, Leach. Possibly, but I looked at his other. Is films. David Leach American or, 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 or British? Do you know? As far as I, I can remember, he had a British. I mean, an American accent. Oh. Oh. What was that? Um, you know the sun 
that w- the father that was there for for revenge mm-hmm. on taking out white death you know his son mm-hmm. have you heard him talking so in the movie he's got a very uh, like J- japanese, japanese accent yeah. and then when you hear him as an actor really talking He's actually got like a British. Oh, is he British? Because the father, yeah. he's uh, the elder. You know the elder. He he's okay. You, so okay, so that's the elder. Yes, I liked him. He was cool. Yeah, he was the only guy that wasn't trying to kill Brad Pitt. Yeah, he he just came on and he like almost brought like you said the movie felt chaotic. Mm. For me, he, he like just brought that whole chaotic down. You know, I I think because he didn't have an improvised character, mm. I think he kind of like stuck to the script, stuck to his role. He sort of just took everything because you have all these assassins on a train trying to wipe each other out, and he just brought everything down to a focus. Okay, this is what we're doing, and now you're like yes, yeah, and then. Yes, and then you're like, yeah. But one of the biggest influences on Brad and David, they both love Jackie Chan. Like, they both have said in interviews, he's a huge inspiration to them. And I must be honest, I kind of got Jackie Chan vibes while watching this. Because, like, with Jackie Chan, his character's often lucky, if you understand what I'm saying. So, like, no one ends up beating him. And, like, he knows how to fight. But there is a... a, Luck plays a very big role. Like, with the items around him. Yes, Mm. when it comes to to his fights. And with Brad Pitt, like, literally, his character is called Ladybug. And the reason for that is because a Ladybug is lucky. He's seen as lucky. And literally, Brad, the whole film, Brad is just lucky. Like, that is it. It's got nothing to do with his skill. I would love to know what, well, luck. There was obviously in the beginning, like, you see a lot of, like, bad luck. And I don't even notice at some point the bad luck sort of turned around. Yeah. And then it went to, like, I I don't know. I was wondering if there was something a bit more further, like, if you, you know, one of those, like, really, like, you know, deep deep things you know no maybe it's after he bumped into some guy or maybe it rubbed off at some point or i don't know because like like he steps in the water like like and then the point when it starts when the bad luck sort of returns is when he has the blood messed on his shoe oh yes because before that like his survival is all due to luck mm. yeah like i i, I think Basically, everyone yeah. he fights or everyone who's trying to kill him ends up dying with the thing because they were of, trying to kill him with. Because of some other causes, yeah. No, so, like, for example, the, the Mexican guy, the wolf, he throws his knife at Brad. It, it bounces off, was it the briefcase, and then gets him in the heart. And you're just like, that's sad. You just stabbed yourself, dude. I'm sorry. I know it bounced off Brad, like, but... Was there any, like, reason for, for his bad luck? Or is it just... Who's bad luck? Brad... I feel like Ladybug. I feel like he didn't have bad luck though. When did he have bad luck other than stepping in water? In the beginning is on the phone. No, the, the, there's quite a couple incidences that happen where you're like, oh, okay, okay, that's just oh, oh, oof, oh, sorry, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like he got off the train. Like he's been trying to get off yeah, the train. Shame, he really then did as try he got off, the train. then there's the woman and she's the killer and he's like, no, come, just come. Oh, and he's like, oh, and he has to get back on the train again. That's just bad luck, you know? But then good luck always stepped in. Yeah. And like, well, that was kind of the moral of this. He was just like, no, it's not bad luck. Fate just had it. Mm. I feel like it brought it full circle, though, because, you know, in the beginning of the film, I think it was a peach. There was a truck that almost rode him over. Lemons. It was a lemon truck, right? And that was the exact same truck that it was used at the end of the film to kill. Yeah. Can we just talk about that water bottle shot? Yes, the water bottle. (laughs) 
I think that was my favorite was moment like in the whole film. I was like in complete awe at the moment. I'm like, wow, like the shots and the way they tracked it back and <laughs> with the water bottle, like the journey of and the then water it bottle. And ends up right there, and then and you just like like the water bottle was a character. Yeah, no, the water <laughs> bottle was a character. Legit. I think that's why this this film works. Was even though the story was was very basic in a way because mm. it was quite a basic story it was mm. just guy richie is brilliant at taking a basic story and telling it in a very interesting way mm. and i feel like david has that same like streak yeah. in him but then also like because like the water bottle in most films would have just been you know like put the poison in the water bottle that's it like someone drinks it falls down dead end of story do you understand what i'm saying yeah whereas he then went and now made a whole like separate storyline just for the water bottle so mm. that you could follow follow the water bottle along with the characters this book was a, uh, this book listen to me this book was based on a movie this movie was actually based, based on, on a, a book. book yeah so and it was it was a japanese book right yes yeah. and it wasn't supposed to be as comedic as it turned out to be yeah. that obviously went along and I, you know when when you improvise i think the greatest comedy works best with improvisation mm. like that's the best because like when else do you need to improv like in an action sequence you can't sometimes afford to improv because someone could die like the car could go off the bridge or something no, I thought I was steering saying. left instead of right like sorry i didn't mean well, to kill the director out, exactly well you <laughs> knocked out our camera crew <laughs> you know that the actors actually it became they they started competing to see who could get who to crack up the most and apparently Aaron was saying in an interview the ultimate aim was because an interview asked like who who was the person that like you would always aim to get them to laugh and apparently he said it was always they always aimed to get the cameraman and the boom operators to laugh like that was their aim to try and get the crew to laugh yeah which is which is intense because oh. like the crew is there the, their aim is not to laugh you know like you can't have the cameraman laughing you have to be serious was like see that cameras the shot suddenly yeah. Sh shaking camera but it was a good film it was brilliant it was a good film and it came mm. out in 2022 and the films this year mostly have sucked mm. so it was a good film for 2022 as well yeah yeah good ending i felt complete i felt happy and i was laughing. the only thing only thing is the language yeah but that i think also yeah. comes with improv uh, yeah i would have loved to Okay, maybe it was just a bit too gruesome. Some places I would have have loved to show my kids this film, but no, sorry, not for you. <laughs> yeah, but an amazing film. The fact that they brought Japan to LA, mm. they did an amazing job. I literally thought it was filmed in LA. I didn't. Mm. I mean, in Japan, I didn't think it was filmed in LA. So that was the set design was amazing, the acting was amazing, and it was on great cost. Yeah, great cost. Brilliant. Yeah, peanut butter and jam packed. Peanut butter and jam packed. As I said. Mm-hmm. There we go. So that was... Bullet train. That was bullet train, people. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't know what we're doing next week. No, we don't. We will so find something. We'll surprise you, okay? <laughs> All right. There you there go. There we go. So this has been the movie show. On your favorite ORS. We never... I'm Sash, by the way. Nah, you all know who we are. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Just in case you were wondering, he's Ryan. Yeah, come and on. And we're man. signing out. Go and Google my face. Gee whiz. Ryan van der Sand, by the way. I feel like you should Google your face right now. For those of, you of you that are watching you go on YouTube, You'll be Ryan right now is putting a screen recording over this of him Googling himself. There you go. Ha, 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 ha. All right, guys. Well, there you go. Never know what you're going to find. So until next week. Peace. Cheers. 
Stay updated and entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like the post, comment, share them out, retweet, and repost. Spread the word, Active FM. Radio has never been better.